Hello everyone and welcome to another IACast special. I'm Michael Dois and I'm here with a group of folks today to talk about today's Apple event. We may have more show up, but currently we have Lynn Schneider. Hi Lynn, how are you doing today? Hello, I'm great. Fantastic. We have Marty Sobo. Hey all. And we have Taylor Arndt. Hello everyone. All right, so today was this little thing, you know, we always look forward to called an Apple event. And they announced some things. A uh, couple few, things here and there. A few things here and there. And, yeah. and not not all the event was announcements. I kind of feel like, uh, well, let's start with watches. And we got new Apple Watch Series 9s. And, Which is the next generation. We're going yeah. from eight to nine. Yep, we're going from eight to nine. And I kind of feel like these are just, they have bigger displays, brighter displays. Uh, I did not hear, I, I think they're all, they're always on displays. So that's good. And I don't think they even have, they did not put the app, the action button on the watch on the Series mm, 9. So No, they did not. Right, no. Uh, the bands still work. We have new fine woven bands that are like a new like mesh that's replacing leather. And I, I, I feel like they've taken what, what are y'all's thoughts on these watches, the Series 9s? Well, I was thinking there wasn't going to be a whole lot to upgrade this year. I currently am rocking the eight mm-hmm. large one with cellular. Mm-hmm. So I thought, you know, how much different could they really be? from the one I have, is it really going to be worth me upgrading? But once I saw some of the updates, like for example, the double tap situation, and then how they're uh, doing the, it's called the U2 pro or the U2 chip actually, which expands range of being able to um, connect to other devices and also you being able to see other things around you. I don't know. I mean, I'm sort of on the fence, but it sounds like just even with like the longer battery life and the double tap feature is pretty cool, you know? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, I'm, the double I'm, tap is such a neat thing because you can answer and hang up phone calls. It's kind of like the magic tap with voiceover, which yep. I think is based on that. But I saw some posts on Mastodon that say, or or in, what, in our WhatsApp group saying that that's confusing between double tap and magic tap, like the terms. I don't feel like it is because voiceover users don't have mat uh, or non voiceover users don't have magic tap. No, but oh, um, right. yeah. I look yeah. at it. It was like similar to what we had was like the back tap on some previous model iPhones. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of mm-hmm. similar to that. They're putting it into kind of a button form. I mean, into a finger form, like a, what would you call it? Like a gesture form based yeah, kind gesture. of a thing. Mm-hmm. 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 I don't know. It seems pretty cool. Uh, uh, maybe I have to see what it looks like in practice. Yeah. I mean, it looks neat. And I wonder if you could customize it to like run shortcuts and stuff. Like, That'd that would be really be nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Or, you know, it would be neat if you could just do that to like, you're listening to a book and you just want to res- resume your book and your headphones. That would be so cool. Yeah. Actually, you can because they showed somebody using the TV app and they used a uh, double tap with their fingers to start playing foundation. So that's pretty neat to think about. Well, so one, the same oh, sorry, Marty. I was going to say one thing that I was a little bit curious about, and I would have to check this out and practice and see, but currently if you're a voiceover user, when you do a 
two finger double tap that usually activates music playing or podcasts mm-hmm. and stuff right. like that. Generally right. audio, but that same gesture also hangs up the phone and answers the phone when you get a phone call. The thing about it though, is if somebody else hangs up first before you can, and you hit that double tap and then it acts as, you know, starting up your audio. Mm-hmm. Yes. So my key question is if it's kind of the same, when you do that double tap, is that going to have the same issue on the watch? Yes. If you're talking on the phone and you don't get, uh, you don't get to do your hang up faster than the other person, and you get disconnected, is it going to start activating other things? Yes, it will. <laughs> That's yes, my concern will. because, like, yes, it will. Is it really the same though? I mean, it seems like it's the same as a voiceover. You know, I'm curious. Although, wouldn't that be neat? Hey. Wouldn't it be neat if that works in a edit field? That would be cool. Watch? I, I yeah. think it would, though, right? Because isn't it a double tap global gesture, or is it limited what it can do? Not sure. So this yeah. double tap thing is is actually going to be a sighted people's thing, too, right? Correct. Yeah, everybody can use it. Yeah, so it's not just limited to voice. It's not just, yeah. But it so seems like it came over from voiceover. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I think yeah. it's a mixture of coming over from voiceover and utilizing the same idea is back tap on previous model mm-hmm. phones. And mm-hmm. then they're also making it so that you're just using your hand. You're not actually needing to physically touch the device, right. the watch. Right. You're just able to do it with your hand. And the whole point of this was if you're walking down the street and you got a cup of coffee in one hand, or maybe you've got a cane in one hand or, or anything, you're able to mm-hmm. use your other hand to either answer the phone or hang up the phone or start and stop audio, whatever it is, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think that's kind of cool, actually. Because so how many times was- are you walking down, mm-hmm. you know, somewhere and you've got a hot cup of coffee in your hand or some sort of a drink, you know, and then your phone rings and you're like, oh, wait, how do I hold my drink and get my phone and you do all that, you know? Right, so right, this yeah. way you just click to your thumb and your index finger together and you can answer or hang up the phone or whatever the case is. All right. Okay. Yeah. Huh. So yeah, what, it makes what are a lot of sense. What are y'all's thoughts on the Siri, uh, offline Siri mode on the watch, on this new watch? It could be interesting. It'd be be It's better. It could be interesting. It has to be better than the Siri that we have now because I don't think you could go any worse. Yeah, I feel like some of it is technology they're bringing over from this past year's Siri technology, where they updated last year. Where the biggest thing was that you're able to give local commands without needing to connect to the internet in any internet, way. Right. Because previously mm-hmm. to the that update. You couldn't do anything like you couldn't say start or stop something or restart my device or anything like that without the Internet. It would still need to call home and then come back again before it could actually do the process. So Mm -hmm. like if you had no Internet, Siri was useless. It didn't work at all. So once they implemented that, you can do local commands with Siri without needing the Internet. So I think that if it works well on the watch, it would be a great benefit to a lot of people because, mm-hmm. you know, if you're not in a place where you have great uh, data or you're not on Wi-Fi, then you could still do some commands. But my question is, is it going to work better? Because right. this past year, Siri was a dumpster fire, mostly, yeah, really you know? Just yeah, neglected. It was neglected part of the ecosystem. Correct. And- and I can see where it's a really good use case. I mean, like if I go to the gym and I go swimming, but then I need to stop my workout, of course, I'm not connected to the gym's Wi-Fi on my watch because 
A, you know, the gym's Wi-Fi doesn't go all the way to the pool, and B, that's just a pain in the butt. So it's like, it's hard for me to stop my workout because I can't connect to the Wi-Fi. Right. Yeah. So I guess that's my use case for that feature. Yeah. So I'm excited if it's going to work well. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So we we kind of then move on to this whole environmental part of the presentation and where they talked about, um, you know, the Apple Watch Series 9 being the first zero, what they call it? Yeah, uh, carbon, carbon, carbon zero. zero. Carbon zero, yeah. Yeah, something like that where, where it had no, uh, or carbon neutral or something like that. Where, oh, yeah, yeah, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, it, the, the Apple Watch did not take, you know, any impact to the environment now. That's pretty interesting. I... Mm, I felt like they 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 used too much. Like that event could have been an hour instead of an hour and twenty minutes. You really think it could have been an hour? Because I would have even thought like forty five minutes. Because no, of that was only about a twenty minute portion. Okay. Was when they when the, uh, when they did that, Makes I kind of feel like they did a bit of um, filler. Really, mm-hmm. I mean, I think that they needed to keep it at a certain time point to stretch it out and make it not seem overly short. But if they cut out the filler, I feel like it maybe would have only been 45 minutes. But do you guys think that this carbon emissions thing that they took 20 minutes to do was kind of a celebration for them? And they just wanted to say, look what we did. We're proud yeah, of Yeah, it was so and much kinda, of a celebration. Yeah, I yeah. kind of feel like that's what it was. It was, right. we, we've done a cool thing. We want to show it off and really brag about it. That That's kind of how it felt. And I won't, I won't, um, I won't, I won't uh, go against them for that. Because sometimes when you do a, have a really big accomplishment, I'm fine with those kind of things. But I felt like yeah. it could have been done a little bit better. Yes. Personally. Right. No, but, I- I mean, there is a there is actually a portion of the tech population and the investor population that is really, really serious about this environmental thing stuff. And, you know, I care about it, too, but I'm not super um, into it. But I think it's great. I think it's something that people should strive to you know all manufacturers should strive to mm-hmm. be carbon neutral if they can yeah i, mean, I agree i and, definitely think it's a great idea i mean if everyone can do it it would be so helpful but right. i'm not sure that you know a 20 minute video on it during a keynote was the right way to go mm-hmm. about it but that's just my opinion and would it would it, inc- would it increase your willingness to purchase it knowing that it has that environmental aspect i mean is yeah, I mean, I think it's a good that... idea. I do think mm-hmm. what they're doing is a good idea. I just sure. I'm not sure that the placement of it was good. You know, I feel mm-hmm. like they probably did that whole thing, like I said earlier, was because otherwise it would have been, you know, 45 minutes. They needed to add some mm-hmm. filler in there. If they just went through the devices and those things, you know, if they just went watch, phone, you know, it would have been really only 45 minutes. Probably. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, right. It would have been like, like one of my Friday fine shows. <laughs> yeah, I felt like Tim Cook was like really in a rush at the beginning. Like we drew, we're doing this, the two products. I blah, did blah, blah. too. Right. It's like, why are you in a rush if you have so much time? If you're going to spread it out, at least like talk over things. I mean, you know, well, maybe instead, yeah. I don't the know. interesting thing about it being in a rush is it was pre-recorded. So, 
I know. See, what that's, was going? They should have something been able I to redo I, that. I miss Steve Jobs. I miss that showmanship a little bit. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it wasn't well, just about the product, but it was about the people. Mm-hmm. Whereas this kind of felt to me like an infomercial that I would watch at night on well, TV Tim, for Tim the Cook. super cooker or whatever. You know? Tim Cook did some great presentations in Steve Jobs style. He really mm-hmm. did. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he had people like Phil Schiller and others come up on stage and talk. And they had that showmanship as well. And right. I feel like we don't see that anymore. No. Uh, Tim mm-hmm. can still do a good presentation. But I think that we're starting to look at, um, you know, Tim's been in the role for a while now, and we're going to start right. looking at a new CEO soon. You think so? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I have some uh, ideas yeah, who, who it might be, but. Well, I would say that it's not 100%. Like, I don't know if I agree with you 100% about um, there's no showmanship anymore because like during WWDC, when Craig Federici does his whole thing, he's got good showmanship and he oh, yeah. really true. like interacts with the audience and he throws in yeah. jokes. And I mean, he really is good showmanship. So he's one that I think yeah, is I the next generation of good showmanship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they yeah. have their people that have that, that they still do. I just feel like they. I would love for them to go back to doing events the old way, but I don't think they are. Mm-hmm. They yeah. they like the flair and the music and the animation. Yeah, the polished and, aspect. Mm-hmm. Well, of right, it, and it know? also prevents mistakes. It also mm-hmm. makes it so you can time it exactly how you want. You can do it over and over again. Mm-hmm. And the day right. of the event, you don't have to be rushing around and being all stressed out and stuff. So they control yeah. the environment much, right. much better. You know. But but, but I think there is something to be said for that spontaneity like i i guess when you see somebody excited about the product really excited it kind of gets you excited a little bit you know where you kind of that that enthusiasm or that Mm -hmm. energy i guess the energy is what i'm trying to say i agree whereas this this just kind of felt like i was watching videos on youtube about the new watch or the new whatever it just felt very just but maybe the a same, little too polished for me, I guess. But, you know, the same thing it, here, the thing is, I think that we need these events. And we really need companies to keep doing these things because we need to be able to look back 30 years from now and say, this is where this came from, right? right. We need We need those technological measurements to say, the iPhone started here, and in 2023, it was here. Right. Makes sense. We we need these events and because some people are like, well, do we even need Apple events anymore? And my answer is yes. Mm. We need that. Not just this does not, in my opinion, this does not sell iPhones or watches. This is mm. this is what we've done. This is how we've innovated in the last year. And I, I feel like Google, Samsung, and others need these events to also be a measuring tool to see what progress they're making as well. Right. Yeah. And also, I think that um, I I really believe that a lot of people would say, you know, we don't need all the showmanship. We just need. But I think that, it, well, a lot of this is for investors as well, because it's really important. I think Tim Cook and all of these CEOs, these big executives, they're not just talking to us. They're also talking to their investors. You know what, though? Um, For Apple, it's a little different. On these things, Mm -hmm. they are talking to us. You know that 
you know that uh, um, an investor told uh, Tim Cook that accessibility is a waste of time? I did right. remember that. Surely I do. Yes. And he said that is not Apple's culture. And yeah. and so that's why I think that when they do these events, I mean, the investors, the investors want to see iPhones being sold. That's right. what they want. They and, just want numbers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So these things are really aimed at us. Yep. Because Apple is a customer-focused company. They're not B2B. They're not, you know, anything like that. They are to the customers, right? So Now, what's interesting is I've heard people say, like, these things shouldn't make the news. Like, the newest Apple thing should not make the news. This, You know, and... The new, the newest Google thing, like basically the media shouldn't be advertising these companies' um, stuff for free. <laughs> um, but, well, I just think it's fun. I think it's fun. I, I enjoy watching it and I enjoy looking, seeing innovation. Um, so for me as a technical person, you know, I do like that. <laughs> I enjoy mm-hmm. it. But it's true. Should it be covered on the evening news? You know, um, why not? I mean, I think it should. I mean, mm-hmm. let people know who may not caught the event what what's happening. You know, right? I mean, some, if, like yeah. if Duncan Hines came out with a new cake, you know, yeah. But I, I, a new cake is going to just make us fat, whereas an iPhone can change <laughs> your life. It's going to make us <laughs> more. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I feel like the iPhone and Android phones ch- are life changers. Like. This find friends thing that we'll get to in a minute. We've we've really gone on a tangent here. Um, this this uh, the 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 iPhone and Android being on the news is important because it lets people know, like, hey, here's what you can expect. Here's how your life can be better. Of course, people always take that to here's how your life can be worse by doing terrible things to people, but that's not the intent, right? The other thing, Michael and, you know, Lynn and Marty, is that a lot of people may not even know what Apple events are, right? So if you tell somebody who's maybe not as technical, like, hey, there's an Apple event today, they're going to be like, what are you talking about? And so I think having it on the news as well just says, okay, this is what Apple released, may get more people to watch the events as well, who may not even know that there's an event that day. Yeah. Yeah. I would say majority of people... Don't even know, knew anything came out today. Or care. Yeah. Right. So that's just my thoughts. But, you know, we, we, we had, um, we had those things and then we moved on to, uh, the ultra, the Apple watch ultra. And, you know, all of these, we got that new S nine chip. I think they said something like that. And we got the U two chip where you can, uh, you know, ultra wideband version two chip where you can look around and 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 find people and all those things. Really exciting stuff that's in all the watches. The new ultra has a brighter screen and uh, it has the new modular ultra fa- watch face, which I'm really excited about. I want that. And it also has several other features for, um, you know, just updating the processor and all those things, but it's the same uh, body. It has the double tap and all those things. Are you guys in any of you guys interested in the ultra? I go back and forth with it. Like 
on one hand, yeah, it'd be really awesome to have. On the other hand, how, how much more would I do with it than the current model eight or nine or whatever it happens to be out, you know, cause I'm not going to be diving and doing all these other crazy things that people get it for. Mm-hmm. So you have to decide where the justification is for you. Now, some people think that just the battery life alone is justification because it, I think the battery currently on the first generation almost lasts like two, three days before you have to charge it where I have an eight plus and I probably can get through about a day and a half, maybe, maybe mm-hmm. a day, depending on what I'm doing and what it's doing and stuff. So that's huge. It also has the action button, which the uh, watches, the regular eights, or now what's coming, the nines aren't going to have that. And the screen's much bigger. So if you really want like the huge screen. So what it comes down to basically is, you know, where where are you willing to spend the more money if you're going to go that direction? What What's your use case for it? Mm-hmm. Right. Maybe if you didn't have a watch or you had an old one, you know, you might say, wow, look at the, you know, this, it, like, like Marty said, I guess what you have to do is look at this, look at the um, new features and say, you know, is this going to make my life better? <laughs> you know, right. how's this going to help me or whatever? Um, and everybody, I guess, has different needs, but. Um, I mean, if you get a bigger screen, the action button and almost twice the battery life for a lot of people, that's good enough. And everything else is a bonus. And you find maybe a few of the other extra features and use those, you know, maybe you'll find something you didn't really think that you thought you would use and you end up using it. So I guess Mm -hmm. you got to just decide if you're a hardcore diver or, you know, really into sports and you're doing extreme stuff like that all the time. Well, then it's got a ton of benefit on top of having the larger screen, the action Mm -hmm. button and way longer battery life life so yeah see i like the larger screen way longer battery life and that's enough for me to keep getting the ultra yeah yeah but do you think it's enough to go from the one to the two though good question i don't know and that's why uh I'll, i'll tell you guys my plan for purchase of all these devices at the end of the show um but let let's move on to the phones because i feel like that's kind of where we went next right Yep. Yes. Mm-hmm. So we got an announcement of the iPhone 15. Super excited about all of these. The 15 itself, uh, they, oh, in the watches, we got a new pink design and a new pink iPhone. But uh, the one thing I ha- have issue, I, I watched a video from iJustine where she's like, it's, these colors are too muted this year. And I really agree with her. They're, it's like, a shade of white with a slight hint of that color. And I'm not a fan of that. I'm just not. Um, yeah. People like their bold colors. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that the, the pro lineup of devices had the bolder colors this year, which is interesting because of the cut, co- the metal colors and all that for those. But the, uh, so you have like a pink, yellow, black and a blue uh, uh, iPhone 15. The black one is the darkest of them all. The blue is just kind of like an off, uh, and I think there's a silver, kind of an off color of the silver. All of them are, except for the black one is really dark. But I'm just not a fan of the 15 colors. Two cameras, no LiDAR. There's the A, 
uh, 16 Bionic chip in there, which is one on the iPhone 14 Pro last year. They there added is, Dynamic Island, which they didn't have last year, and USB-C well, port. Well, yeah, they have the USB-C port and the Dynamic Island, but the reason the Dynamic Island is there is because this phone has the screen from last year's iPhone Pro models. So it's basically phone, a 14 Pro, basically, mm-hmm, is what it is. Yeah. And they added USB-C to it yep. and gave you the new external design of, mm-hmm. you know, the new lineup. Yep, exactly. So, I mean, it's neat, but it's not like I you could buy an iPhone 14 Pro right now and get pretty much the same features. Yeah, but if you want USB-C and you want the Dynamic Island, then you're yeah. gonna... Well, Dynamic Island... Well, actually, the Dynamic Pro. Island was on the Pro mm-hmm. already last year. But yes. if you want USB-C, you got to bump up. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that you're getting, from the sound of it, the USB-C is, may not be the 10 gigabit USB-C 3 that we get on the Pro model. So it may be kind of slower than about the same as Lightning. Maybe but a little faster. then again, like, like, I guess I've always, I've been on the pro path. So I've been, you know, but if you had the regular iPhone, say the iPhone, the regular 14, maybe you would be happy with the regular 15 because it's a step up. Right. You know, it does give you some more features than you had before, but you still, you would do it, have the cost benefit, right? You wouldn't right. have to pay as much. Right. So, so like, I think, we tend to be like a geeky and we want all the bells and whistles. And we expect that when you get a new phone, you're going to get more bells and more whistles. But some people just want a phone that's new and mm-hmm. maybe has a few more features. And so they're, they're okay with that. Yeah. But and actually it- Lynn brings up a good point because if you do go from the 14 regular to the 15 regular, you're actually getting even a new processor on that upgrade because yes, the processor from the 14 wasn't the same as the 14 pro. I believe it was the 13. So if you're going from the 14 to the 15, I'm talking about the regular model, not the pro model, right. you would get right. a processor bump up one notch, which would now take you to the 14 pro processor in the regular 15, if that makes any sense. Right. Yes. right. And I'm guessing since these are OLED displays, you're going to get uh, always on display. I'm guessing. I'm not sure. They did not say. So, and you're going to get a USB-C cable to charge your device. And they also announced that you'll be able to charge your AirPods. Even the Lightning AirPods will be able to be charged with your new iPhone. So that's pretty exciting. Yeah, the Um, charging port goes both ways. So you can mm -hmm. charge up your watch or charge up your buds or whatever the case may be. It's kind of cool. Yeah. Because it is a USB-C port now, just like on Android. We're getting uh, we're getting those same compatibilities. Now, nice. really quick, I'll say right here, just so everyone knows, in terms of the AirPods, they are going to USB-C mm-hmm. only on the two Pro version. So that's the only ones, as far as I know right now, that they're updating and yeah. they're not changing the buds at all. The only thing that's changing is the case is going to have a USB-C port instead of a Lightning port. Yes. So my question is, and I'm not sure we even ever found out, but can you buy just the case and have a like USB-C can, from port? what I saw yeah. on Mastodon? Yeah, yeah, that like would be cool. Uh, then you wouldn't have to spend so much money, especially you know, 
if you already own a set of AirPod Pro 2s and you really only are looking for the USB-C, then you can get that at a lesser price because you just take your old buds and put them in the new case and you're rocking USB-C. That's I great. I was really hoping for some AirPods 4. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. yeah. Mm-hmm. Now they also did bring the wired earbuds with USB-C. They used to be Lightning and now they're USB-C. So all of the things are going to be USB-C here pretty quick. It's interesting. It's interesting that they still have the AirPods. EarPods. EarPods. The EarPods. You would think, I mean, like, I don't know. Do people, well, sometimes having wired buds is a better, my sister says she likes it better because she doesn't, she always forgets to charge up the Bluetooth and um, having it. In my opinion, having a pair of wired earbuds in your bag or on the go or whatever that don't take up a lot of room, if you get into a situation where your buds died because you know you ran out of juice or any kind of situation like that, it's great to have something you can pull out, plug in, and yes. just work and not have mm-hmm. to worry about finding a cable, finding a wall to charge them up or anything like right. that. You can or do just... you have enough do you have enough charge in your buds to get through this long meeting, you know? Exactly. that you're going to go to like yeah so wired is always it's i'm so glad that they're, they're actually keeping them yes yep and they're just going to be USB-C now so that's great mm-hmm. yeah i try to use all bluetooth when i can of course when i'm podcasting i use wired but in gaming yeah. i use wired but it just depends on the situation really yep so we got new iphone 15s i believe these are going to start at 799 uh I'm not sure the the watches are the same price. The Ultra I know on the watch is going to be seven ninety nine. So not much of that has really changed. They still have the SE on the watch, and they're not Mm -hmm. they didn't make any changes to it, but it's still available. And the SE phone is still available too at four twenty nine. So right, and then they also have the thirteen Pro and the fourteen Pro available for purchase if you want to have a little bit of a discount. Mm -hmm. But they got rid of the Mini; they took it off. It's not available anymore. The Mini is gone, unfortunately. So So, bummer for the Mini fans. Yeah, and we do have some that listen to the podcast, so we really. You know, understand. Yeah. So on to the Pro models. We got an iPhone 15 Pro and Pro Max. They're running the uh, A17 chip, which is the latest uh, technology, 3 nanometer, which this is going to be what the M3 processor for the Mac is based off of. Yep. And the iPad. Yep. And it's it has ray tracing for all of you gamers out there. We have ray tracing now. Woo-hoo. All right. And I'm really excited about that. I'm really excited. Uh, that's not sarcasm. That like I'm totally excited about that. Mm-hmm. We have um, they're I think they're running six gigs of RAM from what I've heard. Uh, we're we're seeing them start with uh, two fifty six on the pros, and go up from there. The um, the pros start at nine ninety nine. And go to and the Pro Max is um ten ninety eleven uh is it eleven ninety nine or ten ninety nine? I don't I don't remember. Uh but it is a little more expensive just because of the new camera system. We'll we'll spare you guys the camera system. But it is well, better. Actually now I was gonna say that 
it's the funny thing is that like as a blind person, I do care about the camera system now because I do a lot of things with my camera that I never used to do. You know, I'm not only OCR, but now I'm taking pictures of images and getting be my eyes to describe them. And so, you know, you just wonder like it, it are are these apps going to work better with the better cameras? I think eventually they will. It's, they're going to have mm -hmm. to implement the the changes, but right. I think any camera that's better, you know, will work better with the uh, with these apps. At yeah. least if the apps have zooming capability and all those things, some do not. Mm -hmm. So, but one of the things about the pros that I thought was really interesting was sorry about that. My phone is. Um, the um the 3D sound, right? There would be 3D video and 3D sound. Yes. So that's what really have me excited. And they're going to be able to do uh, 3D videos for the Vision um, Pro, which I'm really excited about. And the, uh, the other thing they'll be able to do is record to a external drive for video. Mm -hmm. Super excited. This is something I'm that. excited about. But you can plug in any drive and you can back stuff up to a USB-C drive, mm -hmm. whether it's a USB-C external hard drive or whether it's a USB-C thumb drive or anything like that. Mm -hmm. It's great that you can actually plug something in directly to the phone without issue, no adapters needed, and you can back up data or you know a number of other things that you mm -hmm. can do. The other thing that the Pro model has is the action button. And I'm super excited about this action button because uh, you can you'll be able to unmute and mute your phone just like before, but you could also reprogram it. So I saw things like accessibility uh, options can be set there. The magnifier app, uh, live voice, all these other things are able to be done there. Huge benefit, I think. And I think they also added some haptic feedback to it when you're using the button. Yeah. You can hold it in. It does so a thing. I'm wondering if this is actually going to be a button or a haptic button. What do you guys think? I don't know. I think I'm going to guess that I think it's going to be a haptic button. You think? Yeah. Because they already have that technology. I mean, they're using a haptic right. button on the Makes home button sense. for years, you know. They yeah. just move it to the side and put a smaller button on it. Like yeah, the more hardware thought. buttons you have, the more it could break. You know what I mean? That those, yes. those, mm -hmm. <laughs> right. those the more moving parts things that makes sense. Yeah. Somebody right. gets gunk in it because of a they mm -hmm. spilled soda in it or whatever. <laughs> but yep. it doesn't work. Plus, if they want to add new features down the line, if this is something that's going to be there for a while, then really they're just doing it through software. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. This phone will have a better screen up to 3000 nits brightness. So it's going to be great. USB-C on the Pro models that will go up to um, 10 gigabits uh, for transfer speed, which will be great. And... Well, what's cool is on the Pro versions, both the regular and the large, they have that always on on the display. Mm -hmm. And the cool thing about this is the opposite of what you just said. You can go all the way down to one yes, nit. Yes, one nit. Now, we don't know if the always-on is on the 15s itself, since they have OLED now, or if that's just on the Pro models. Makes yeah, we'll sense. have to find out and see what's mm -hmm. what's up with that. Yeah. And apparently there are, Apple is selling a $30 adapter USB-C to Lightning, so you'll be able to use your Lightning adapt uh, peripherals on this new phone. Yep. Um, these are going to be made of titanium, 
So that's a little bit of a difference. The 15s are still aluminum, but the 15 Pro and Pro Max are titanium. And they'll be in four colors. There's like a um, a blue titanium, which is going to be in the cart for me on Friday. There is a kind of a, a slate black, a silver, and I think a gold. Or was it uh, pink? I'm not sure. I think it was pink. I don't think they have a gold in anything this year. I don't know that they do. But um, I'm getting the blue one. So... Yep. But that, that action button is also neat because you can do things like Siri shortcuts or I saw the magnifier app and all those other things. So there's a lot of options. There again is no SIM tray on this phone. So on the on the regular and the pros, so you will not see that. And the Pro Max does have a better camera system than the Pro. So keep that in mind. Yep. Three cameras instead of two. And my phone decided to activate Siri. That's awesome. So it, it's just mad because it's about to be outdated in three days um, <laughs> when I pre-order my new phone. Yep. Uh, trade-ins are going to be very beneficial if that's something you do. So check that out. And uh, am I missing anything? I feel like that kind of summarizes everything. Yeah, it really does. I would say the last thing is why don't you let everyone know when all the new operating systems for everything will be coming out. So iOS 17 and iPad OS 17 for sure will be out next Monday, the 18th. The release candidates are out today for beta testers, but we don't know about macOS yet. I think that will come later uh, in October. I think Watch is also coming Monday. Yes, watches as well. So be on the lookout for those. Update uh, when you can. It does fix some bugs, especially some accessibility bugs. So uh, I would be... If I were you, I would update. Would you guys, uh, do do we as a panel recommend update? Well, it depends what you have, but... Uh, yeah. If you have a 14, I'm not sure unless I mean, you the really, really want USB-C. Oh, you're talking systems. about the operating system. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm definitely updating. Oh, yeah, yeah absolutely. Because I think it fixes some Braille bugs and things like that. So, And I'm definitely excited for the Apple, um, for the watch update. Mm-hmm. That's going to be a significant update, actually. And it's got some really cool mm-hmm. new functionality that we don't have now. So I'm really excited about the uh, watch update. That's one of the operating systems I'm most excited about this year. And one thing we did not see, or they at least didn't call it this, the rumors did say, and I was wrong on the last podcast about a telescoping uh, or periscoping lens. They did not talk about that at the event, but um, that was one of the rumors. So I did have that incorrect, but uh, that was not talked about today. It might be the same technology they're using. They're just not calling it that. So I just want to put that out there for the record. And we did have a couple of questions about the actual lenses and people were a little bit confused on do the lenses actually move or not? And they don't actually move. So if it sounds a little bit confusing, whether they move or not, they actually don't move. All of their capabilities are done through software and they don't physically actually move. Technically, under the glass, they do move a little bit. That's how the optical image stabilization happens. They have a yeah, but I mean, little, they don't come out of the right. you know. They don't come out of the phone. There are Android phones that do that, but iPhone. Yeah, not. definitely. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So and I you think guys sometimes, any- like people are, you know, sort of sound like they're underwhelmed with what they're seeing. But I think that when it comes to hardware, it's the software that really brings the hardware to life. So, you know, um, 
I think once people see what the software can do, mm-hmm. um, it's going to really bring it's going to really bring home, you know, exactly the power of the hardware. You don't really understand the power of the hardware until you actually see apps running on it or p- things being done with it that are really cool. I mean, well said, um, Lynn. Well said. You know. Mm-hmm. And you know, so, one of the things that I'm really excited about is they have this new find friends feature where you could actually look for your friends with the new phones. And I'm super excited about that. We're going to have to wait for more people to get iPhone 15s, but you could be at a conference or something and be like, okay, where is, where's Lynn in that crowd? I hear her voice, exactly. but I can't find her. That'll be on the watch as well, I believe. Correct. What's say again? Oh, that'll be on the watch as well. I believe. Yes. Right. Yes. It will. Yeah. Will be. that'll be helpful for us, Michael. Cause you know, if I can't find you, I know. Yep. <laughs> yep. We can play, where's Lynn? You know, <laughs> instead of Waldo, it could be where's Lynn. <laughs> so I don't know. I guess um, it, it depends. I mean, a lot of times people are like, oh, it's just boring. It was underwhelming or whatever. But again, I, when you see actual apps running on this stuff, when you see people actually doing stuff with it, then you sort of understand the power of the hardware, you know, you understand that, yes, this is a, this definitely a step up. Mm-hmm. Um, like the 3D sound, like I can't wait. I hope that that it's the 3D video, right? Um, yeah, 3D but I'm video really is hoping... using the same stereo microphones that we've always had, that we've had for a mm-hmm. while. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was hoping that that would be better. <laughs> But it's good now. Just We'll see you know. where it goes because, yeah. you know, you'll be able to record video that people can watch on the Vision Pro. And I'm wondering if you'll be able to, how you'll be able to watch those videos on the iPhone. So that's going to be very interesting. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. You guys have any final thoughts before we wrap this thing up? No, nope, mm-hmm. I think that's about sums it up. Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. Marty, where can people find you online? You can find me on Mastodon at uh, marty at unmute.community. Okay. Lynn, where can people find you online? And you can find me, I you can write to me at feedback at fridayfinds.show. And fridayfinds.show is where you can also find my podcast. Fantastic. And Taylor, how about you? So you can find me on Mastodon at T-A-Y-A-R-N-D-T at Techopolis. T-E-C-H-O-P-O-L-I-S dot social. Okay. You can find me at Mike Doeys at techopolis dot social. You can email me at Mike Doeys at iCloud.com. And you can email the show at feedback at iacast.net. We did get some feedback email after the uh, presentation. So I'll be looking through that and we'll talk about it on the next episode. But I want to thank everybody for being here. This has been a great kind of wrap up episode. And we will be back this weekend for episode 195 of the IACast. Uh, This will be out pretty soon on the feed, so I hope you guys enjoy it. And I want to thank Marty, Lynn, and Taylor for being here. This has been a great discussion. We've kind of gone over everything. I'm sure there are things that we've missed. There's always things that we've missed. But we'll talk more about them on Saturday if if we don't have something. So, uh, also, I'll talk about my pre-order experience and how how well that goes. So, And if anything comes out randomly throughout this next week, then we'll keep you posted on that as well. Yep, for sure. So thanks everybody for being here 
And we'll probably have another special next week after some uh, other events that are coming up. So uh, we will see you all then. See ya. See you guys. Have a great day. Thank you for tuning in to the IA cast. We hope you enjoyed the show and found the conversation to be insightful and informative. If you have any feedback or comments, we'd love to hear from you. Please send us an email at feedback at IACast.net. You can also follow us on Twitter at IACast Network to stay informed about new episodes and other updates. Don't forget to check out more great podcasts on the IACast Network. IACast.net. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you again soon.